This is a Reconstructionist Radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu. That's C-H-A-L-C-E-D-O-N dot E-D-U to download this book in PDF format or to purchase this book. The Cure of Souls, Recovering the Biblical Doctrine of Confession by Rusus John Rushduni. Copyright 2007, Mark R. Rushduni. Published by Calcedon Ross House Books. P.O. Box 158, Vallecito, California, 95251. All rights reserved. The Cure of Souls, Recovering the Biblical Doctrine of Confession by R.J. Rushkeny. Chapter 39, The Sin Eater. Too often, confession in the modern mind is misdirected. In psychotherapy, it is to a psychiatrist, psychologist or counsellor. In the church, it is to a priest or pastor. This misdirection in the church is especially sad and wrong. In sinning, we break God's law, and our confession must be to God, our creator, lawgiver and redeemer. The fact that the confession is often directed to a man does not eliminate the necessity of recognising the theological character of sin. Our sin may require confession also to another person whom we have wronged, but it is first and foremost to God. What we have in common with all other men is that we are God's creatures and are responsible to him, and that we are sinners in his sight. What the humanist insists that we have in common with all men is our humanity. A common nature is assumed and no distinction is made between the saved and the lost. This false doctrine of commonality leads to serious trouble and the wrong kind of expectations about people. To cite an example, not an uncommon one, but one that still disgusts and angers me because of its immorality and stupidity. A girl, a university student, was an earnest believer in all of the humanistic articles of faith. Her minimal and liberal church background only confirmed her illusions. Since the blacks she knew in her classes were earnest students, this was some years ago, they were not true blacks to her. As a humanistic do-gooder, she befriended a black hoodlum who raped her. He said she asked for it. She excused his behaviour as an effect of racism. Such incidents have not been uncommon, and black girls have also been raped by white students whom they assumed were more moral than black men. There is an implicit confession in such incidents. It is that humanity is one family, and a good environment and decent treatment brings out the good in people. People are unable to recognise the very substantial moral differences among people. There is a remarkable episode from the 1930s. A committee was investigating the control of prostitution in a major city by a criminal syndicate leader. In hearing the testimonies of the prostitutes who had been controlled and exploited, the committee heard one prostitute describe how much she was worked and exploited. On one occasion, she had taken some 60 men upstairs for sex. A horrified society matron on the Civic Commission exclaimed in dismay, That must have been terrible! The prostitute answered, Yeah, those stairs really get you down after a while. The society matron had expected the prostitute to feel degraded, whereas it was sore feet that the prostitute complained about. 
Did this episode mean that the whore and the matron were two different kinds of being? Far from it. Both were sinners, but their sinning took different directions. A bank robber and an embezzling bank officer are alike sinners before God, whatever their outward differences. People must be viewed in terms of their relationship to God, not in terms of their social status. All must make their common confession to God. The old saying, now forgotten or ridiculed, was, There but for the grace of God go I. What we are, we are by God's grace. We did not choose our race, sex, aptitudes, century of birth, or anything else. We are God's creation, and to Him we must confess our sins, and to Him we must render thanks. Paul says, quote, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. End quote. From Philippians 4, 4-7 James Moffat rendered moderation thus, Let your forbearance be known to everyone. Be careful for nothing is never be anxious. The last verse in Moffat's version is, So shall God's peace that surpasses all our dreams keep guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This peace comes only with godly confession to the Lord, accompanied by the necessary restitution. If we see confession as man-centred, or primarily to a priest, pastor, counsellor or psychotherapist, our confession may bring temporary relief, but not peace with God. We must not underrate this question, this quest for relief. Man seeks atonement always, either in truth before God and by his atonement, or by self-atonement. Self-atonement means sadomasochism, either self-punishment to make atonement thereby, or by laying the sin on someone else to make him the sin barrier punishing him as the reason for our sinning. Laying one's sins on another person can be done by means of false confession. A relative stranger sought me out once to confess his sins. He avoided the pastors he knew either through service club or sports club activities. He was a man without any true faith, with a very guilty conscience and a need to confess. He had no desire to pay any psychotherapist, also, he knew them professionally. His was a repulsive story and a burden to hear. When I asked what he intended to do, he was surprised. He had confessed, had he not? Was I not supposed to absolve him by some kind of pronouncement? He was resentful that I was demanding more than words and refused to go beyond them. I told him that his confession was invalid and I was returning it to him with all the guilt thereof. People regularly use pastors and others in the vain attempt to transfer guilt. They are schooled too often by the church and by psychotherapy to expect a verbal absolution on confession. But the pastor, priest or counsellor is not God. He is not Jesus Christ and he must never allow the person confessing to treat him as a sin bearer. To do so is blasphemy. It is a form of arrogance which can place one in a position of fearful judgment from the hand of God. 
No man can forgive sins of himself. Even Christ's enemies knew better. They asked, when our Lord forgave the sins of a man sick with palsy before healing him, who can forgive sins but God only? From Mark 2.7 and Luke 5.21 Our Lord declared himself God's Son of Man, who hath power on earth to forgive sins. From Luke 5.24 and Mark 2.10 The confession is ours, the forgiveness is God's. According to Richard Watson, quote, Confession signifies a public acknowledgement of anything as our own. Thus Christ will confess the faithful in the day of judgment. From Luke 7.8 2. To own and profess the truths of Christ and to obey his commandments, in spite of opposition and danger from enemies. From Matthew 10.32 3. To utter or speak the praises of God or to give him thanks. 4. To acknowledge our sins and defences to God, either by private or public confession, or to our neighbour whom we have wronged, or to some pious persons from whom we expect to receive comfort and spiritual instruction, or to the whole congregation when our faith is published. From Psalm 32.5, Matthew 3.6, James 5.16, 1 John 1.9. 5. To acknowledge a crime before a judge. Joshua 7.19. Confession is thus in every form. Confession thus in every form is a public acknowledgement of anything as our own. This does not always mean a public statement of the sin or sins committed, although this in some cases is necessary, but it does mean that restitution is made. This is a form of public acknowledgement. John Aubrey, in the Restoration Era in England, wrote about sin eaters. In Hereford County, in Aubrey's day, poor people were hired at funerals to eat a meal which represented the sins of the deceased. In North Wales too, this custom then existed. It was a superstitious form of atonement and absolution. This custom is strange to us in form only. If a verbal confession is accepted with no restitution required, no necessary reconciliation with God and man, then the pastor, priest or counsellor is turned into a modern day sin eater. He is no better, if not worse, than the sin eater of old. And because of the knowledge of God's word, he becomes in the process a conscious blasphemer and an offender against God's majesty. He thereby treats God and his law either casually or with contempt. This is the end of chapter 39. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ 
and his kingdom.